Hello everyone, my name is Angelica Waters and I just wanted to take the time to reintroduce myself and explain the reason and purpose behind my podcast, Heal. This podcast will be dedicated to that person that is ready to accept their hurt, their pain, their illness, or mental health issue and turn that process of exception into a healing triumph. As a young black woman living in a world with so much pressure, I dealt with trauma that hindered my growth process until I came into the power of acceptance. And I call that my starting point to heal. Once I embarked in my journey of healing, I was able to reconnect with my true self, now stronger and wiser. I am ready to share my journey and allow others to share their healing journey by allowing my podcast to be a safe place. Healing is a journey and you shouldn't have to heal alone. If you are ready to take your life back, this podcast is just for you. Now let's heal. Hello, family, peace and blessings, and welcome back to another episode of Heal with Angelica Waters podcast, where we discuss all things healing. And on today's episode, I have a special guest, Dr. Akili Muhammad, one of my amazing brothers and one of my personal health and wellness coaches. And on today's episode, we will be discussing how to eat to live. Welcome, Dr. Akili. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful, my sister. Thank you. It's an honor and a privilege to be on your podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing what we can do to help our brothers and sisters that are listening. Yes, yes. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I am so grateful to have you on my podcast today. Um, Dr. Akili, let's just bring you in. And um, how about you let the audience know just a little bit more about yourself, um, who you are, and what brought you to the teachings of how to eat to live? Yes, so I am um, a traditionally trained physician in America, went to college, went to medical school, went to Prairie View A&M University near Houston and Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee the school that's produced more black doctors than any other school on the planet, probably most all the other ones put together. Um, And so that was a lifelong dream. It was um, something I'm actually in California right now um, at my mother's house where I grew up in the room that I lived most of my life when I was growing up. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. And so this is where that dream started. I was sitting with my mother watching National Geographic one day and there was a heart surgeon doing a heart transplant surgery. And she said, I turned to her at four years old and said, that's what I want to do. And so I believe that Allah put that inside of me. I I didn't come up with this somewhere in my life, Mm -hmm. but it was a lifelong dream. I always wanted to be a physician. So to make the story short, I accomplished a goal, graduated from Meharry, was doing my residency program in Houston, which was considered and still is considered the best medical center in the world. I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm saying that (laughs) because I want people to understand that I went through the training centers that are considered the best. I didn't consider myself other than the best in that world. 
but I was totally disenfranchised with the general practice of medicine because I wasn't seeing people healing. I wasn't seeing people getting off medication for high mm-hmm. blood pressure, diabetes. I wasn't seeing people being healed. And so I was disenfranchised. I wanted to get out of medicine and go into real estate because all my friends in Houston at that time were making big money flipping houses, right? Mm-hmm. And then I had read How to Eat to Live um, three times prior in my life, but this time it seemed to be calling me when I went home one day after a frustrating day in the office. And after reading that book, I couldn't believe that the Honorable Muhammad knew more than me, right? So I'm sitting reading the book. He says that you can heal diabetes without medication. I was like, man, come on. Uh, fasting is a cure for 90% of our ills. Why in the hell? I never heard nothing like that. Why none of my mentors ever told me anything like that, right? Exactly. Chronic diseases can be healed in months or years. And so I went back to the office the next day to prove him wrong. And here I am about... 18 years later, bear witness that everything in that book is high science. The medical world, the the, the um, scientific world is studying that book for sure. And they're mm-hmm. coming up with present presentations to the world showing that what he said was absolutely from a higher source. And so when you all see this book, if you haven't seen it, that's it. You see at the top, it says from God in person. And so it's pretty amazing to try to conceive that. I'm not saying that you have to believe that if that's not your belief, but try to conceive what does that mean? Why is there no other book you've ever seen that says from God in person? And then you can go into the medical community after you read that book and look at all the things that they've researched over the years that proves what he's saying. And I shouldn't say that because nothing that you regular average everyday people can say to prove something that God presents but they're bearing witness. So they're doing science and they're bearing witness that Donald Blige Muhammad has been telling us the truth since the thirties. So that's a little bit about myself. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Like when I, when I first read that book, I was kind of like, are you, he's, this is not true. You sure. tell me you can uh, heal yourself and cure yourself from diabetes. And if you fast, it cures 90% of your elements and right. everything that's going on i'm like yeah this this book is the truth so man i definitely love that dr akili um now i want to ask you why is learning how to eat to live so critical especially now with everything going on critical to one's life well you know what i was reading message to the black man this morning and there's like a, uh, I think there's a perfect segue into that answer, right? Mm-hmm. So on page 206 in this book, Message to the Black Man, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says, the preceding verse, he, he, did, he did a verse from the Holy Quran, Holy Quran 40, um, verse 4. He said, the preceding verse is very clear. According to the Holy Quran, the truth must always be rejected and classified as foolishness by the rejecters. It is always those who consider themselves to be in the seat of authority and power in the land who reject the truth. They desire to lead others in their rejection of the truth, especially the poor man in the mud, because he is the one whom they exploit. So I said that for a very specific reason, right? I am considered on the level of one of the most educated people in this society. But yet I was seven years into my career and it was obvious to me 
that what I had learned in medical school wasn't feeding my soul. So if I can sit here and tell you all the story like I just did, that I turned to my mother at four years old and said, that's what I want to do, then there was something put into me because I hadn't been exposed to any physicians at that time in my life. I didn't have any mentor that was telling me, yeah, you know, you should be a doctor. That came from within me. So that had to come from God. And so when I got into the field and started to become disenfranchised with it, that was an opportunity for me to try to search for what the answer was. And again, I believe it was Allah's intervention when I was led to read How to Eat to Live. I'm reading this book. And then, as I said, I went to my office to prove him wrong. And I started having people walk about a high blood pressure in a few months, walk about a high cholesterol in six, seven months, less than a year. People getting off of diabetes medicine, people healing from all different types of medical problems. It blew me away because up until that point in my career, I was doing what I was trained to do, see a problem, Mm -hmm. write a prescription. But I was never as bad as the typical medical because I was always trying to tell people, hey, look, you need to exercise. You need to drink more water. You got to eat better foods. I was always doing that, but I didn't have a true foundation to do that because we had one week of nutrition in medical school. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's important, my sister, now, because every aspect of society is showing that it's inadequate. We look at the healthcare field. Nobody's getting better after being under the care of a doctor for years. Doctors are dying at the same age of their patients, so obviously they can't help you live, <laughs> right? The whole exactly right. The whole um, justice department is totally failed. The government totally failed. The educational system is completely failed. The economic system is totally failed. We're looking at an entire system in this country and the world that has failed, and so something different, something new. And something that can prove to you that it's giving you results has to become the new paradigm. Mm -hmm. But that paradigm, as I just finished reading, is not going to come from the government. It's not going to come from the institutions of America. It's going to come from people like my sister, Angelica Waters, who is deciding to put her testimony out there to talk about how she's going in a journey. She knows she's not going to find information to talk about her journey in the right way. So we have to be the ones to come out here and try to impress upon our people that we do have something that you should try to conceive and say, well, hell, if everything else is failing me, why should I not try something new? At the end of the day, we are messengers and our duty is to deliver a clear message. If you get it good, if you don't, our duty was to deliver a clear message. So I pray that's what we're doing today. Yes, yes. Well, thank you for that, Dr. Akili. I can definitely say that, man, with just what I experienced with my, um, I would say, a temporary health issue that by your assistance um, helped me get through. Um, And just me knowing that I just wasn't going to get the care that I needed to help me get through that particular element at that time. So I did go ahead and went went within and took that power within myself and was like, yeah, it's time for me to learn how to eat to live because I want to live. You know, I don't want to have to take certain medications like um, I had I have already discussed prior that um, after having my son, I had a uh, temporary thyroid issue that they were stating that um, I would have to be on synthetic medicine 
basically for the rest of my life. Right. When I heard that, I said no. I, I immediately said, no, not at all. So yeah. um, I took the power within myself and prayed and with God, with your assistance and with a lot of assistance, I made that made that change. And that's definitely a reason why I, I started the podcast as well, because I also want to, you know, share a message to let people know that you are powerful and you can heal yourself and we are at that point now to where we have no other choice that's right we can continue to allow we can continue to allow them the government the their healthcare system to help us even though they've constantly failed us or we can do for ourselves you know so i yeah, if I, I may, if I may make a comment to that, now see, I think what you just finished saying is the essence of our duty, right? Because, like I said, like I've said to you, and I'm just going to say this publicly, when I, my sister and I were working together, she came on one of my shows and she gave her testimony, and one of her statements was, the things that Dr. Akili was talking to me and having conversations with me about was just reminding me of things that I already knew, things that were already in me. And see, when when you're a person that really wants to live like God, and, and this is not to put Pat me on the back. This is really to show us, I'm going to say his name in a few minutes, who has led us to think like this, right? My um, happiness comes from a sister like you. You came to me, you reached out to me because you were in a place where you needed a little assistance. But once you yeah. got that assistance, you ran with it and did what you needed to do. So to me... That's what my job is supposed to be. The true definition of education comes from Latin word educare, which means to make the best of that. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know the, the definition exactly, but it's, essence, it's in essence for a person to receive something from someone else and it makes them better. So when we interact with people that are supposed to be more intelligent or in a place that you seek them for help, they're supposed to be better when they leave your company. Which means that we're supposed to be empowering people when we're in a position as a physician or educator or a lawyer or a financial advisor, whatever the exactly. a government official. Your job is to make people better so that they have a better opportunity to make it in life after they leave your company. And to me, that's what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and that's what Minister Farrakhan did to me. So I'm not patting yeah. myself on the back with this. They took the arrogance away from me because I came out of medical school thinking I was just the man. Hey, just listen to me and I'll help you get healthy. Do what I tell you to do. And that just doesn't work. Look at the world. Sick as hell. So obviously doctors aren't effective. And so exactly. we have to find a new way. And then once we find that new way, we have to empower people because the world of 7 billion people is in bad shape. And there's a lot of work that none of us are going to be able to do by ourselves. Exactly, exactly. Uh, what's the word? Uh, we need to unite. We need to come together. That's right. You know, to be able yes. to bring upon a change that needs to happen at this point. It's, it's, Absolutely. It's, 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 it's like, I was trying to think of the word, but basically it's, it's just really needed. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I thank you for that, Dr. Akili. Uh, thank you so much. So um, I also want to know now, they did discuss mostly in the book, how to eat to live, how effective one meal a day is to one's life and longevity. 
Now, do you mind explaining why is eating one meal a day beneficial and very important to one's body? Absolutely. Um, you know, when when we study the body and the way that it works, we have to go back again to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad started teaching this in the 30s. His teacher left in 1933, and he began teaching after that how to eat to live and other um, teachings. And then he compiled them. He was actually writing articles in different newspapers and different things around the country and then eventually compiled them into books. So uh, think about this. This man said eat one meal a day in the 30s when the European ideology in America to build the infrastructure skyscrapers and roads and brick buildings was to eat a lot, eat multiple meals. And that's where you got your energy from. Well, the reality is that the human body takes time to digest food. And so if you eat a breakfast in the morning and you have pancakes and eggs and sausage and toast and whatever else you're eating, it's going to take the body somewhere between six to 10 hours to digest that. You're eating your breakfast, seven, eight o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock. Why are you eating again when you haven't even digested what's in your stomach? And then it's the same thing with lunch, because usually the lunch represents in most people. Some people eat salads and things like that. But most people are eating something more hearty than they did for breakfast, for lunch. Mm -hmm. 12 o'clock, one o'clock, then five o'clock. Why are you hungry? You haven't even finished digesting either of those meals that you had earlier in that day. So that's just one viewpoint of looking at why eating multiple meals doesn't make sense because most of us don't even know how long it takes to digest what you ate in the meal that you last ate. <laughs> Second to that now, right? The human body, when it goes into the process of digesting food, we're talking about the process of the stomach and, ac and an acidic nature that breaks down the food. Once that finishes, now you have to absorb the food. That takes time. And then once you absorb the food, the food has to go into the bloodstream and then it has to be sent to the organs where it is needed. The liver might need more food today than the kidneys. The brain uses the most food, but the muscles in an active person needs a lot of, a, a lot of that nutrition. So the body based on how you work on a regular basis has to decide where things go. All of this takes time. And so if we're eating multiple meals, none of these processes are ever finished. And so you're wearing out a body. You're not getting out of the food what you're supposed to. Why? Because you ate another meal before you even finished digesting that meal. So you're having large pieces of food go into the toilet, large pieces of food going into the intestines. It can't absorb things until they're broken down microscopically. We can't even see the things we absorb. Mm -hmm. So one meal a day is so scientific that it is amazing. Our bodies need rest. Our exactly. bodies need time in between meals to say, whew, let me just like a mother with multiple children. Man, I <laughs> we'll right? need I a mean, little break. <laughs> come on now. I, I, I'm, I'm out here in, in uh, California with my niece. Mm -hmm. And that's what she did yesterday. She said, dang, my son's naps are getting shorter. He just finished <laughs> taking a, a nap for an hour. I'm used to him taking a nap for an hour and a half or two hours so I can get me a break, clean the yes. house, and then maybe sit down and chill for a said, I ain't have another day. You see what I'm saying? So that same way that we can be worn out in life, the body can be worn out. And mm -hmm. as the body gets worn out, that's why you typically don't see chronic diseases in children. You see chronic diseases in 30 and 40-year-olds. Why? Because it takes time to wear out the body. 
Exactly. And so we have the the absolute environment. All of this that we're looking at every day is the environment that eating multiple meals doesn't make sense. Last point on that. If you all get a chance, go and look at the bodybuilding industry or the training industry and just go on IG, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, and just look at some of these people that are out here that are eating multiple meals or say eight to 10 meals a day because they're working out so much. They look old as hell. Some of these people are 20 and 30, looking 50 and 60. So there are plenty of examples out here where you see people and their philosophy is showing you right in your face that this is not effective. This doesn't work. But yet we fall into these traps because people are telling us what? What I just finished saying. People that don't believe the truth are going to give you some other source of information and it's not going to be to your benefit. So that would be my short answer (laughs) of why (laughs) How to Eat to Live is so wonderful. There are many more things that I can mention, but I think that's enough for this podcast. I would suggest everybody get the book and read it and then start applying it. You'll see it for yourself. Yes, yes. I mean, that was short and very informational just from what you just stated and I definitely will have the link to where you can purchase the book How to Eat to Live in the show notes so I thank you for uh, thank you for that Dr. Akili yes ma'am now um, with us wanting to learn how to eat to live or those who want to start learning how to eat to live um, what are some good foods that you could recommend for one who wants to start learning how to eat to live? Well, that would be um, something that each individual has to go again, get the book, read the book, make a list of the foods that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is, is, has stated in the book, right? Because uh, again, I don't know a book that says from God in person, right? So yeah, <laughs> Brother Keeley is going to speak on what the man who met with from God in person says. But the, the three foods that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad mentions are the best foods for us and the foods that can give us the longest life was navy beans, whole wheat bread, and whole milk. And so I know saying whole milk is a controversy. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because you yeah. kind of clear that up. So, well, you know, <laughs> in reality, in reality, it's a con- it's a controversy out there in the in the world of confusion, but it's not a controversy here. It's not a controversy with those who understand what how to eat to live did to you right Mm -hmm. did for you should i say and when i talk about controversy i'm talking about a lot of these so-called uh nutritional gurus and these health doctors out here but unfortunately when you look at them they don't look like an example of health right but Mm -hmm. i'm also talking about some people who um follow dr sabi right that's a that's a very popular person that's being followed by our community I have much respect for that man. I sat and had a four-hour conversation on a plane with him. I also had a a two-and-a-half-hour conversation with him on the phone. So I have absolute honor and respect for the man. But I told him to his face that I didn't agree with him. I told him to his face that where he differed with Hadi to live is where I differed with him. And we were supposed to do something in public so that we could have that conversation because we didn't want the black community to be disjointed like it is. So of course uh, that didn't happen. But I'm saying that for a very specific reason, brothers and sisters, because as a person who believes in Allah, I can't let somebody outside of Allah take me in their direction. I have to always keep my eye on Allah. So number one, why milk is important in my life is because the Quran says, 
that milk is agreeable to the drinker. You can go read that yourself in the Quran. So why would I take the advice of some person on the planet Earth who may or may not look like they have good health over <laughs> Allah, right? Exactly. And then secondly, like I said, this book from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says from God in person. So that to me is equal to or even above the Quran for those who understand what I'm saying. Now, of course, a lot of people that, that follow Dr. Sebi are doing um, other type of beat peas like chickpeas or other type of beans but the honorable Elijah Muhammad said navy beans exactly. and then whole wheat bread and then all three of these foods you have to do your research you can't just go and buy milk out of a regular grocery store and thinking you're doing what I'm talking about no you can't go into a regular grocery store and buy something that says wheat bread and think you're doing what I'm talking about no what I'm talking about is taking the time putting in effort to know that the milk that you're getting in the farm that you go to and asking the right questions when you leave there with a bottle of this white stuff that you have mm -hmm. done your diligence to know that this is what the Quran is referring to. When we get Navy beans, those of us in the nation of Islam, we're getting them from the minister's farms. I know personally what he's doing to the soil and how he's raising those. It's the best food on the planet. And then when we're talking about wheat bread, you have to know what ingredients are in wheat bread. You have to know that looking at a package of wheat bread in a store and it's got 30 or 40 ingredients, that's not good wheat bread. That's exactly. false, fake wheat bread. And so those would be the first three foods that I would suggest because that's what the Honorable Muhammad says. But then he has listed fruits. He has listed vegetables. He, had list, he has listed the type of fish that we should eat. He has listed that the meats... Even though we are able to eat chicken, turkey, beef, and lamb, those are things that we should not be eating. And so, again, go to the book, make your list, and then you have to start understanding how to walk about of that book as he has taught us and go by the best of foods. So that takes yeah. time. That takes effort. That takes knowledge. That takes experience. So don't think that what we're talking about is just some fly-by-night reality. How to Eat to Live is a science within itself. It's an entire healthcare plan. And if we would try to follow it, we would see the benefits. Yes, yes, yes. I, I love it. No, you definitely did. And you kinda uh kinda wrapped it up to my next question I was gonna ask you because I know that um someone like myself when I first read how to eat live and um understood it, of course at that moment I didn't completely switch. You know, it took me some time to switch. And um, I also noticed that, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to kind of start incorporating that, you know? So yes. I also, I wanted to know, like, what are some challenges that you faced when you started incorporating how to eat to live? Well, I think I had the same problems everybody else did. I, mean, I love steaks. <laughs> I love eating hamburgers when I first started. You know what <laughs> I was never really a big turkey eater. I never liked a lot of turkey. I, I, I grew up in a household where my father was in the nation. Um, and so we didn't eat pork in my household. That's never been something that I did on purpose. Mm -hmm. But when I first read How to Eat to Live as an adult, I, I, I again, like I said, I, I was like, man, this man doesn't know more than me. I, he didn't finish the fourth grade. I've been in school many more years <laughs> after that, right? But yeah. I literally started trying to decrease what I was eating. Once I started seeing the, the evidence of it, and then I I um, 
did get down to one meal a day. I did it real aggressively though, right? At that point, mm-hmm. when I first read How to Eat to Live, I was eating five meals a day because that's what I thought was healthy. Yeah. And I went immediately to one meal a day, which is not what he teaches. He doesn't say to do that, but I did it because I'm hard-headed like that sometimes and rebellious, <laughs> right? So I went directly to one meal a day, did it really good for a couple of months, and then completely fell back off the I mean, I mean, I mean, bad back off. I went back to eating three meals a day. But that, I think, was the journey that I needed because I needed to know personally, like Donald Blige Rama says, he has practiced this. So he has self knowledge because he's gone through it. He's done everything he said in the book. Mm-hmm. And that I didn't do on purpose, but I fell off. And now I know why I should have done it in the way that he said it. I know what it's like to go to one meal a day and then go back to three meals a day. It doesn't do you well. It makes you sick. It makes you cloudy in your mind. There's so many things that it did negatively. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I was into um, a lot of junk foods. I ate a lot of nuts. Um, You know, Sunday at that time in my life, I was a big football watcher. So Sunday from the time 10 o'clock came, I'm watching pregame stuff and I'm watching football until it's time to go to bed at night, 10, 11 o'clock. I mean, a whole day. <laughs> I'd go through a whole bag. I mean, a big family bag of Lay's barbecue. Yes. Big old <laughs> bag of Cheetos, Cheez Its, and soda. That was my Sunday routine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that kind of stuff, because of its nature, and we don't understand that our enemy puts that stuff out there scientifically, right? junk food is a science it's not arbitrary and so we get caught into these things and it has a psychological effect and sometimes it takes more effort and some concentration to get up out of that but definitely it was a work it was um, a challenge like everybody else has a challenge but you know my, my thing is always to people you know many times in my um journey to becoming a physician people used to always say, oh man, you go to school so long and it's so long to become a doctor, yada, 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 but it's worth it. So just understand that the things in your life that were the most difficult, right? You never hear a woman talk about pregnancy being easy. Right? (laughs) I mean, not carrying the baby, not labor, but also just all processes of being physically, you know, getting gaining weight or having this baby grow there's just so many different aspects of it the psychological stress of a good mother that wants to have things right when this baby comes wants Mm -hmm. to have things in place to give this baby some peace as well as herself these are all challenges that a woman is going through and i'm saying that because bringing a baby into the world is one of the most challenging things but look at a woman once that baby comes out it's one of the most beautiful things or probably the most beautiful thing right you can t- test to that and so <laughs> the challenge and the difficulty factor my brothers and sisters will have its benefits is, is the point yes yes praise be to Allah. thank you thank you so much for that yes, dr akili oh my gosh yes so um i just want to like i said thank you so much for coming on my podcast dr akili everything we have discussed has been literally so amazing and just gave me another reminder so i love it um now dr akili could you just please let our let um our audience know like how to reach you and how to learn more about you and how to eat to live Absolutely. Well, you know, in, if you want to learn more about how to eat to live, go to um, store.finalcall.com and purchase the book and read it and then start applying it. I, I, I can't. I can't um, 
overestimate what that would mean to you. Again, the only book I've ever read that says from God in person. I, as a so-called educated person in this country and one of the most educated people in this country, that book completely revolutionized the way I looked at the practice of medicine. So if it can do that much for me, it can do that much for everybody else, right? Yeah. That's number one. Number two, I am in the process of producing a healing center. So I don't do presentations for free anymore. So I am now on blackstream.live forward slash T-U-W-G. And once you pull that up, there are two links at the bottom. One says Transformation Tuesday and one says subscription. Subscription, I have three different packages that you can choose from. And then on the Transformation Tuesday, that's if you see a, me put my information up and you see a show that you'd like to, to go to, there's a cost for that particular show. So again, that's blackstream.live. Um, blackstream.live forward slash T-U-W-G where you can find me on my on my presentations. But you, all, you can also see uh, my weekly posts on The Ultimate Wellness Group on IG. And I still have videos that I've done in the past on YouTube, The Ultimate Wellness Group. So those are the places that you can find me. But I pray that those of you who heard me say something today, if you see that there's some value in what I've said, support me right come to my page blackstream.live forward slash t-u-w-g and support me because that's the way we're going to have this type of information become what dr sabi was trying to do i i I admire that man i I pray that nobody's offended at me saying i disagree with him that's what scientists do we disagree with each other it doesn't mean we lose respect for each other but i'm trying to build a healing center right here in america like he did down in costa rica because people need an opportunity to come away from their environment, learn mm-hmm. something different. And then there's a challenge because you have to go back to your environment. But now you can, you go back with new knowledge, new wisdom, new understanding, yes. new experiences that give you the opportunity to be better in that environment and also spread that to that environment so the people that you know and you interact with can get better as well. So come and support and um, help me build this healing center, which I think is going to help millions and potentially billions of people around the world. Because that's the um, responsibility I believe our lives put on my shoulders. So again, yes. thank you, my sister, for a wonderful podcast. Thank you for trying to spread information so that people can be empowered to be a better them. Yes, Dr. Akili. No, thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited about your, your healing center. I can't Pray wait no more. Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So yes, again, I want to thank you all for joining us today. I would like to thank my audience for joining us today. And if you think this information we provided to you was great, share and support my podcast for more episodes just like this. And I will also have show notes in the description for you and to reach me and Dr. Akili. So again, I would like to greet you word, greet you guys in the word of peace. Assalamu alaikum. Bye, <laughs> peace and blessings, family.